welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. We were talking about the fact that even before the cross, God had intended healing. And his heart has always been healing from the beginning. Because I don't believe sickness was ever a part of his intention for us. It was part of us embracing evil, which is about destruction and about about um, you know living out of the reality of his fullness and wholeness in love. So if you look at the Old Testament types which were pointing to the cross and the, the, the issue of healing is settled at the cross. So these Old Testament types, these things that happened in the Old Testament pointed toward Jesus as the healer. Can you remember the one we talked about? It is a long time ago talked about Passover okay so this this um, s- celebration festival that God told Moses to institute and the Jews were supposed to do it every year on the first month of the year they were supposed to take a lamb and they were supposed to sacrifice the lamb take the blood put it on the door and then eat the lamb and there was this whole aspect of this two parts of the lamb the flesh and the blood protected them from destruction and made them whole and when they went out of Egypt, there was nobody feeble among them. So having taken that, eaten off the lamb, they, they, none was feeble among them. So when they went into the wilderness, none of them were feeble, which is a miracle, seeing as they'd all been slaves under bondage in Egypt for 430 years or however long it was. And so it's really interesting, this whole issue of the body and the blood of the lamb is a type and it's a type of Jesus and it's not only about the blood of Jesus it's also about the body of Jesus and that's why a bit later on we'll look at the scriptures in the New Testament that talk about communion and it's about the blood and the body and the consequence to us of not realising not understanding the body of Jesus Okay, so that was the Passover and there was this little verse in uh, when Hezekiah reinstituted the Passover they got healed The people got healed as a result of reinstituting the Passover. Okay, I want to talk about this uh, um, whole issue of the Day of Atonement. Okay, so there was this Day of Atonement. Do you know what Atonement was? Okay, A-T-O-N-E-ment, M-E-N-T, Atonement. And basically... The simple way of remembering it is at one with. So, so um, this was the day of the. This was the most sacred festival of the Jews, and it was the day where it was a. It was a sacred day. All of the people, all of the Jews, had to come. All of the Israelites had to come. They had to fast. They weren't allowed to work. They all came together. And it was the most sacred day of the calendar. And basically there was this whole series of sacrifices that they had to do. And they did it in order to become at one with God. So it was the day that all their sin was washed away, wiped away. They settled everything. So they cleansed the temple. So they sacrificed the blood. The blood went on the temple. The high priest who was chosen went into the Holy of Holies. That was the only day he went in. He used the blood to cleanse all of that temple. So it was a day of holiness, of getting rid of the sin of the people. And um, 
So you can read it in Leviticus 23 and Leviticus 16 if you want to. And um, so I'm not going to go into it in, in great detail, but there was basically this whole issue, this, this one thing I want to kind of get you to remember is there were these two goats or lambs brought in. And one of them was the one that was sacrificed as the sin offering to get rid of the sin of the people and of the priest. And then there was this other one, which was called the scapegoat. I don't know if you've heard of that term, a scapegoat. So that's where we get the term scapegoat. It's actually a biblical kind of principle. And basically what happened is that high priest would take this goat and would lay his hands on the goat and put on the goat the sin of the people. So this goat then bore, so they, they use this term to bear, to carry, to bore away, bear, it bore the sin of the whole of the congregation and they sent the goat out into the wilderness. And um, so the priest had to take the goat and out into the wilderness. So there's this whole idea of the sin of the people being removed from them. And um, that was this whole idea of atonement, that God was dealing with the sin of the people. God didn't want people to live in the consequence of their sin. So he made a way for everything to be made whole and new. And then the sin got put on the goat and was born out of the camp. And um, it, it was said that the goat bore the iniquity, the sinfulness of the people. And um, so the purpose was that they could um, then, then um, live free from the consequence of sin. So even in those days, there was this idea. And there is, there is something about the cross um, that is, is exactly the same as that. So Jesus, the, the scriptures tell us that Jesus bore our sin on his body and he says he became sin for us so this whole idea of this goat this perfect goat taking the sin away is a type of of Jesus on the cross who bore our sin and took it out the cross was outside of his of Jerusalem so the Golgotha was outside so they took him out of the city and onto the onto the hill and he took away, he bore away the sin of the people. And we look at this scripture quite a lot, but that's, that same word, to bear, is, is in this Isaiah 53 um, passage that I talked to you about before. So it says, surely he has borne our grief. So this is Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne, and that word to bear means to carry away from you. So it has that idea of it, it is put on something else and taken away from you. So what it says is that Jesus bore our sickness. Use it often says the word grief. If you're using amplified, it might say sickness as well as grief. But yeah, yeah. So he bore our sickness and carried our weakness, our pains, our sorrows. So basically, it's this idea in scripture that that there's this ability of something perfect this perfect goat can carry something that is not theirs and take it away from you and so according to that in Isaiah 53 he, he's born our sickness our sickness was put on him as much as our sin was put on him our sickness was put on him 
and was born away from us. So when Jesus was on the cross, he wasn't only dealing with the issue of sin, he was also dealing with the issue of sickness. Actually, they're the same. They're related things. Sickness and sin is are related. I'm not saying, therefore, that if you are sick, it's because of your sin. I'm just saying it's part of the same idea of fallen, broken, evil. And it's it's just part of the deal that Jesus dealt with. So... What happened after the Day of Atonement is um, that there was this issue of the Year of Jubilee. And the Year of Jubilee happened every 50 years. And that's why you look at these timelines for the end times. It talks about 50 years of 50. It's talking about Jubilee years. So there were, there were the, the calendar of Israel was split up into years of seven. The seventh year was a Sabbath year. They weren't supposed to plant anything. They were supposed to trust God that he would provide He would provide for them in the sixth year, enough year for the seventh year and the eighth year before the harvest came in. I mean, amazing. Can you imagine? They never did it, and that's why they were sent into exile in Babylon, because they never did it. Well, I'm, I don't know whether I would have done it, not planting any crops for a whole year and have my kids there thinking God's going to provide for them. Um, but there, So there was this... Six, six weeks, six years, the seventh year was the year of uh, the Sabbath year. And then there were seven years of seven, which was 49 years. So there'd be seven, 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 49. Okay. And then the 50th year was the year of Jubilee. Okay. So there was this thing set up in the history of Israel, which was about the year of Jubilee. And it's really interesting when you when you look at what happened in Jubilee. You can look it up in Leviticus 25. Okay, the year of Jubilee started on the Day of Atonement. So the the beginning of the year of Jubilee was the Day of Atonement, which is really fascinating. So before Jubilee, you get Atonement. So what happens on Atonement? Atonement is where the sin of the people and is taken away and the consequence of that and everything is cleansed and made new and that is the cross it's talking about the cross the cross is about atonement and after the cross is after the day of atonement is the year of jubilee on the 50th year okay and what happened was the trumpet sounded and this was the year of jubilee and what happened on the year of Jubilee. Any ideas? Ever heard about the year of Jubilee? It's fantastic. The year of Jubilee must have been an amazing year. There's these scriptures that talk about things like, I don't, if you've ever read any of Leviticus and stuff, you think, what is it going on about? But it talks about if you're buying a slave, then you have to, you have to or if you're redeeming something, then you have to take into account the year of Jubilee. Because on the year of Jubilee, everything went back to its ownership. I thought it's all seven years that they have to give it back. Yeah. It was all 50 years. Okay, read it. Because on the, there is, yeah, on the Sabbath year, things were put back. But on the Jubilee year, everything was, put, everything was returned to its correct ownership. Okay. I, I, 
just read it because I can't I can't remember about the Sabbath but there were certain things in the Sabbath that um, did have to get returned as well okay but this is about Jubilee okay on the so I'm reading from Leviticus 25 8 you should count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself seven times seven years which is what I've taught, talked about then you should cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month on the day of atonement okay so after atonement comes mercy okay and that mercy is um, you shall proclaim liberty throughout all the land and it shall be a jubilee for you and each of you shall return to his possession and each shall return to his family um, and then there was this whole thing about um, redemption of property and redemption of slaves okay so basically, if you'd lost land in those in that previous time, you got it back to you. So your family land came back. If you'd lost people from your family, it was given back to you. Whatever you had lost was returned to you. Amazing system. So it meant you couldn't really deal badly with people forever. People couldn't be under oppression forever because at the 50th year, everything got got returned back. Um, all the, All this issue of money... Um, you couldn't hold people ransom for their debt anymore because it all got returned to them. And so it's an amazing, amazing time that happened. So basically, the year of Jubilee is a time of returning back everything that is rightfully yours. And after the cross, everything that is rightfully ours is returned back to us. And there's this passage in... Um, that we know very well where Jesus went into the temple in Luke 4 and he um, opened the scripture in Isaiah and he quotes Isaiah 61 and um, he says um, he, he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed. Okay, so this whole thing that Jesus said, this is who I am and this is what I've come to do, is to release people from the debt and from the bondage of evil, of sickness, of, of slavery, of whatever. And then he says this, which says in 19, he says, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and what he's doing there is proclaiming jubilee. When it talks about the acceptable year of the Lord, that is talking about jubilee. So what Jesus is saying is, I'm declaring jubilee. And then he says, later on he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So basically, this is not, what I just want to do, summarize, is say, this is one aspect of why the cross has to do with our healing. Because the cross is atonement, and after atonement is jubilee. Now, we're not talking about every 50th year is jubilee, because the cross is the final atonement, okay? The cross is the end of that cycle of the laws and the feasts of, of Israel. So we're not in that anymore, but we are after the cross. And after the day of atonement, which is the day of the cross, it's jubilee. It's really good news. Because we live in the days of Jubilee. These, this is Jubilee that we're living in. And what happens in ju Jubilee? Slaves are set free. Those that are in bondage are set free. Uh, debt is forgiven and cancelled. You're restored back what is rightfully yours and what is rightfully mine. 
Well, rightfully mine is healing. Rightfully mine is provision. Rightfully mine is the mercy of God. Rightfully mine is is wholeness. Rightfully mine is righteousness. Right, rightfully mine is freedom. Rightfully mine is the fullness of salvation. So why I'm telling you this is because we have a right to it. It's not God is going to heal us if we pray the right prayer or if we do the right thing or if we've lived right or if we've worked out something right. Why am I healed? Because it's restored back to me. And my right is healing and wholeness because from the very beginning in the garden, God didn't create me with sickness. He didn't create me to live in sickness. He created me to live in... Sickness only came in with sin. Sin brought in death, and that's basically sickness. Sickness is death, isn't it? It's prolonged death. It's prolonged destruction. So it's jubilee. It's good news. We have a right to healing. We don't have a right to beg for healing. We don't have a right to hope that God might heal us if he wants to or if it's his will. Um, we have a right to live in in wholeness and restoration because it's jubilee. It's really, really good news. So um, I think we've just got layer upon layer of reasons why we can live in health, live in healing and receive healing. And if you believe this side of, of things, we don't start believing, oh, well, if it's God's will, maybe God wants me sick for his purposes. Maybe God gave me this sickness to teach me a lesson. Because he's declared jubilee. He's declared freedom. He's not declared bondage. He's not declared slavery. And sickness is just slavery and bondage. So there we go. What time is it? Well, good timing. So Passover, atonement, year of jubilee. Really important. And um, it just helps you read it. Because if you read it thinking, what's this about perfect lamb? And they've got to do this and that and the other but basically it's just talking about freedom that we've got. And part of the freedom is Jesus bore our sickness on his body and took it outside the body. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.